News Talk Breakfast with Kira Kelly and Shane Coleman. In association with AIR on News Talk. The big talking point on Friday was by how many goals would Liverpool beat Manchester United? And I listened to uh, all the uh, predictions from the off the ball <laughs> gang and none of them got it right. Yeah, I was saying on air earlier this morning that I've just decided I'm not going to do our who you got slip anymore because every time I do that slot I literally get it completely opposite wrong of what actually happens uh, but, but I don't think ones anyone and three ones and two ones and well considering the form Liverpool have been in and the form United have been in so far this season I can totally understand why we all thought it was going to be a very different game to how it actually ended up but um god it was a it was a difficult watch it was Liverpool just looked like they didn't know what to do, that they'd forgotten what it was like to put the ball in the back of the net. Well, no, they I mean, did try. They had they 34 did, shots. They did try, but 34 shots and not a single one actually in the net is quite bad, especially against this United team. Um, I think it was like their eighth different centre-back partnership of the season. You know, they haven't had any sort of regularity in the squad Thought it was good seeing Varane again. I don't know what the situation is with him and Eric Ten Hag, but, you know, a very impressive player and one of the better ones that United had on the day. Then you also had the Delo red card at the end of the game, which was just kind of bizarre. Like, I'm all for giving yellow cards when players are dissenting, but to have two yellow cards for the same incident very, very in very very quick succession was a little bit strange still didn't really matter at that stage of the game anyways yeah, but, but it um, might impact on uh, United going forward it will over the it will period, over yeah. the course of the season but yeah I imagine Liverpool fans are waking up very unhappy this morning with how they performed Van, Van Dijk said uh, that only one team was playing to win uh, and he may well have been right there but the opportunities um, that Liverpool afforded Man United were very, very few and far between. I mean, they were all over them like a rash most of the time. Most of the time. And that's why I like I thought that was quite an arrogant comment for Van Dijk to come out with, because fair enough, maybe they were the only one playing to win. But like, it's a good result for Manchester United. They, If you told them, you know, going into that game, that's what they would end up with. They'd be very, very happy. Whereas mm. for him to be like, well, we were the only ones trying to win and then not score a goal despite getting 34 shots off. You know, it's it's not a great look for Liverpool in general, especially because, like, I think if anyone is to challenge City, I would have said that Liverpool are probably the more likely to go the distance just in the fact that yeah. they've done it against them before. But City can't be too happy either. No, they definitely cannot be too happy that 2-2 draw against Crystal Palace, who have been absolutely woeful this season and are like firm candidates for not doing too well for the rest of the season either. I loved River Hodgson laughing in Pep Guardiola's face after the game at the result. But um, City have kind of hit a bit of a, a follow period for them. Like They've been really struggling to get wins, and if they have, they've come in the last minute. So maybe it's just a case that this is a tough time for them. Erling Haaland's supposed to be back in the next couple of weeks, I think. Um, but I also wouldn't be surprised if they went in and did like a 10-game winning streak like they did yeah. last year. Uh, Arsenal, of course, sitting pretty at the top. And, yeah, they had a uh, nice you know, The team. Arteta experiment seems to be paying off. Yeah, a nice clean 2-0 win against Brighton for them. Uh, I mean, notoriously, November, December, January are Arsenal's worst time to play. Brighton, very difficult team to play. I think we probably had the benefit of playing them at home rather than away. They've given us a couple of absolutely shocking results over the years. So I think a lot of Arsenal fans will be happy enough to put a bow on that one and walk away from it unscathed. Uh, moving to the Champions Cup. And uh, I mean, uh, Leinster uh, came from behind the, uh, to build up a commanding lead and then almost 
almost gave it away again. I mean, at the end of the day, there was 10 points between uh, the Sale Sharks and, and Leinster, having Leinster having played champagne rugby for much of the second half. Yeah, and all the comments from the players after the game was very much that they were happy to get out of it with that win. I think with Leinster, we've seen them do this a lot last season as well, though, where they would play brilliant rugby, maybe not get the points that they needed and then pull away towards the end of the match. They're very good at that. They're very good at becoming that second half team and securing the win. Unlike the likes of Munster, who did the complete opposite against Exeter, you know, they had their lead and ended up losing 32-24. Exeter, 100% the sort of team that Munster should be beating. You had a uh, former Leinster player and Irish guy Jack Dunn scoring for Exeter. So at least we had that little claim to fame mm. in the game. Um, but yeah, really, really difficult start to the European campaign for them. So Ulster at uh, 31-15 over Racing and uh, Connacht. Losing yeah. bonus point, 55-36. Some yeah. scoreline, you have to Absolutely. say. <laughs> Lots of action anyway. Yeah. Uh, let's talk about GA over the weekend. Uh, Camogie. Yeah, it was an absolutely great weekend for the Camogie. Um, Dixborough starting Sarsfield's bid for three in a row in the All-Ireland Club Camogie Championship. They beat them 18 points to 111. Uh, it was an absolute masterclass from Aoife Prendergast. She was named as player of the match. Some really great stories in there as well. Um, there's listen, Gan, she came back after having a baby and breaking her hand earlier in the year to come on during the game, which is pretty impressive, you have to say, as a double whammy to be hit. Um, so really, really good for them. It was a great weekend for Hurling all round in general. I mean, I don't know if you saw any of the semifinals on Saturday in the men's side of things, but we had a penalty shootout. We had games going on until about half ten at night. It was really, really good. So and what a bonus for the players, all the players this weekend. It was a mild weekend. Yeah, it was a mild weekend. Um, so you had Thomas's penalty shootout win over Ballygunner on Saturday night. They will be very, very raging that they did that. And then O'Loughlin and Gales beating Cushendall one seventeen to one sixteen yesterday just a single point in it Cushendall had the opportunity to send it to extra time at the end and they just managed to miss out on it which would have been great although I know that I saw a few people complaining this morning that penalties deciding things and hurling I think a lot of GA heads don't approve of that feel yeah. like it's too much of a football thing Alright, very good Kathleen McMee from Off the Ball thank you very much for joining The Pat Kenny Show with Aviva Insurance on News Talk.